You're listening to Pros Like Us, brought to you by NFL Draft Blitz. And now, without any further ado, here's Alex and Lou. That's right, gang. We are back and better than last week, we hope. It is week one of the season as we record on Wednesday the 7th, kicking off tomorrow night. Everything points to SoFi Stadium. The uh, preordained Super Bowl winners, Buffalo Bills, going in and kind of play out the season because everybody's picking them to win the Super Bowl. And the Rams are just there to you know, kind of hoist the banner, uh, kind of just be there for the the Bills uh, amusement if you would. So, here's what we're going to do. A little bit different than than most seasons and a little bit different than just about every other year. We'll go through each game, kind of give a little bit of uh, a storyline on uh, each team if you would. We'll pick some winners. So, Alex, what what are you thinking? The first game. I mean, it, you know, everybody's crowning the Bills already. Josh Allen's the MVP. So, do we even play the season? Is are we done here? I think it's one of the best games that we're gonna have on Thursday night to open the season. Obviously, the Rams are the Super Bowl winners, and the Bills lost that game against the Chiefs to end the season. I'm excited. I, I think the Bills are a team that is very angry. Uh, a team that is very motivated. I think they relish this role, even though they've never been in it. And the Rams, I mean, they're not going to play second fiddle here. This is a team that won the Super Bowl against the Bengals. Sean McVay, Aaron Donald, the firepower that they have there on offense with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. People are writing them off. I think it's going to be a very close game. I am buying in the hype, if you're asking me. Like, the Bills are the Super Bowl favorites, and I think they're the most complete team as far as when I'm looking at the roster like we'll see how it plays out but they have an explosive offense I think they have the most complete roster in the NFL the Rams defense is tough but I question how healthy Matthew Stafford is coming into this game and I don't think he's going to be 100% healthy this season at all to me Von Miller will make a difference against his former team in the fourth quarter and I'm going with the Bills here, so I'm, I'm buying this hype. All right, so they're two-and-a-half-point favorites in 52. At the reigning Super Bowl champs, and you're a road favorite. I guess it's not the question of how good the Bills are, because we know they're good. Both sides of the ball, the entire roster, we've talked about this. Everybody's talked about this. The key is going to be is... Are they going to be able to keep the noise out that, again, they've got to be reading this, hearing this? They lost in the divisional round last year, okay? And they were, like, almost immediately raised to, like, oh, geez, it was taken away from them. There was a coin flip that beat them. You know, not that their defense couldn't stop another team 13 seconds left going the length of the field to kick a field goal to send it into overtime. That didn't really happen. It was the number one defense, right? So let's see if they can deal with the noise. I mean, that's going to be the key to this season and staying healthy. It just surprises me that, one, they're favored in the game. But then the more you look at it, no, I'm not surprised. There's so much noise behind them. They almost have to be favored on the road. So you know how I feel about road favorites, especially early in the season. And so I would probably tend to go with the Rams here. Sunday comes along, 1 o'clock. The Eagles 
now they're kind of one that would seem like a team that was going to f- maybe fly under the radar, but not so much. Now all of a sudden, just about anybody making picks is or picking them to win that division against the Lions, the Hard Knock Lions. And last night was the uh, finale of that show. And just a couple of quick thoughts. I'm not going to go crazy on this, but uh, I thought of note, Eminem showed up at practice. Marshall Mathers, you know, Detroit dude, came in, brought his mom's spaghetti and fed the team at the facility. So that was pretty cool. And then at the very end of the show, I thought it was a very poignant moment where uh, one of the producers of, of the show from HBO said, okay, here they gave him a sentence and you finish it. And it was Dan Campbell and they said, uh, the 2022 Detroit Lions will, and then left it blank, and it was the longest pause. You could see him almost getting emotional. It was almost uncomfortable, and they just let it go. You can tell this was not edited in the least, and it felt like 10 minutes, but it was more like about a minute. And finally, just 2022 Detroit Lions will be the team that can and will and that was it. And it was, again, just a, a great season of the show. Uh, again, I don't know how many games they're going to win, but they're going to play their asses off and play hard. Again, you got a home underdog here. They're plus four against the Eagles. You know how much I like the Eagles. This is a tough one. I don't want to pick it. Uh, <laughs> if I was going against the spread, I'm taking the four points, but I'm not really feeling good about it. Well, the Lions have become everyone's favorite team to root for. This is a team that, that's been down and out for so long. They've had star players like Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders before, but they didn't achieve great feats. And and now with Dan Campbell arriving, he's just he has this energy and uh, his coaching staff and the players, they seem to be buying into it. And I watched that finale, by the way. The way he spoke to the players when he was keeping them or cutting them, it just seemed like it was up front. He was a former player. He knows what it feels like you know, to get cut, to get good or bad news. And you want to hear it, right? Straight up. You you don't want to like, you know, be around the bush. And you want to be truthful with these players in that regard. So I think the Lions are going to be everyone's favorite pick this year. And I'm sure people are going to be rooting for them to make the playoffs. I think in this game, when I'm looking at it, the Lions offense is going to be fine. Okay, I think they're going to be able to score. They have some weapons, and I think they're going to be able to protect Jared Goff you know, with that offensive line. But I'm not sure how the Lions are going to be able to hang with the Eagles' offense. I just I still look at the players that the Lions are fielding on defense. Maybe their defensive line is good, but can they do it in the back seven? I don't think they can. Like The Eagles have a lot of weapons. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, Jalen Hurts. He's going to make some plays in this game. I'm not his biggest fan, but I think against the Lions, he's going to look like an MVP favorite, okay? He's going to put up some points, whether he's running with the football or throwing with it. So I'm not going to take the points here. I'm just going to go straight up who wins the game. I think the Eagles will win it, uh, even though they're a, a road favorite, but I just can't seem to pick the Lions. I know we get too caught up, you know, we get too emotional. We've seen the Lions during hard knocks and again people are rooting for them but you have to be objective this is a team that's still a year or two away from competing and 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 vying for the playoffs 
All right, divisional game in the AFC South. Uh, one of the divisions that you just look at and you know maybe shake your head a little bit. Colts go into Houston. They're a seven-point favorite. You know, again, I mean, we I think both like the Colts. Is Matt Ryan? Does he still have enough left in the tank? Is he going to be good enough to kind of steer that ship? Right, and because everything else seems to be in place, is Michael Pittman Jr. true number one? Uh, Alec Pierce, the rookie, is he going to step up as a number two? So they got some questions on the outside, but the running game, you know, with JT is just you know lights out. I mean, he's you know put up MVP type numbers if running backs were allowed to win the MVP. Let's see what happens there. As far as the Houston side of the ball, they're just another year in the process, if you would, reshaping that roster. You know. Is Davis Mills the guy? They seem to have a lot of belief in him. Levy Smith, can he get his defense playing the way he wants? Really didn't have much success in college. Uh, hard to kind of see this really working. But, you know, you kind of got that Patriots way of, of doing things in terms of the front office and so forth. Uh, the drafts seem to be getting better. They've got this rookie sensation at running back, Damian Pierce. So it's a lot to be excited about, even though this is probably going to be way down in your watching list, if you would, on Sunday. And this is one of my games that I'll pick later in the show, so I'm not going to say anything about that. The Texans are one of the worst teams in football going into this 2022 season. Just look at their roster. Look at their players. But you're right. They want to figure out, number one, whether Davis Mills is the guy at quarterback for the future and just evaluate that roster as a whole. I'm sure the Texans are obviously looking at it in a different way, but the Colts are going to demolish them, Lou. I mean, the Colts' defense is very underrated. I can't see how the Texans are going to be able to score. How are they going to be able to stop the run that's going to be led by Jonathan Taylor? I just can't imagine that. I look again at their front seven, and that's their weak point. Colts finally have a competent quarterback. I think this is going to get ugly here, and it's going to get ugly fairly quickly. And you're right. Not many people are going to be watching this game outside of, you know, Indianapolis and Houston. Most people would be watching other games. Yeah, the Mills household, Matt Ryan's house, you know, back in Philly, if that's where he still is. Uh, okay, moving on, the Baker Bowl. We know what, what you think of the Panthers, and I kind of like them too. Uh, obviously, the Panthers have a very young defense and a very good defense, for my money. They get J.C. Horn back. That's a huge addition. On offense, they get McCaffrey back. You've got DJ Moore. You've got some weapons there. So, you know, again, I mean, this is can be a sneaky team. I mean, obviously, you like them to win that division. I think they, they may contend for a playoff spot on my side of things. As far as the Browns are concerned, yeah, that defense, again, has just gotten another year more experience healthier. I like their defense a lot. I don't know how much Jacoby Brissett is going to be able to steer this ship. I mean, is are, are they good enough offensively for him to just, I guess, be himself, which is kind of middle of the road. I mean, not a, not a lot of huge plays and really don't have much on the out, outside of Amari Cooper. Uh, so the wide receivers are a little in flux. I, I kind of like Caroline here. like The ultimate chip on your shoulder guy. This is his game. I'm going with Baker. The NFL is like a movie, right? Uh, did they ask the Panthers to add Baker Mayfield? I mean, did they kind of like nudge Matt Rule when, when it came to that decision? Because, I mean, the schedule came out before Baker Mayfield was added. 
by the Panthers. So it's, I'm just thinking Roger Goodell is is pulling some strings. He's like a puppet master. But yeah, I, I like the fact that you said it's Baker Bowl. And I like both teams to win the division, okay? When we did our preview, I picked the Browns and the Panthers to win. So I've got to pick one of the teams to win this game. I think Baker is going to be the difference here. I think he's healthy. I think having Christian McCaffrey there is going to make Baker rely so much on those play action passes where he's most effective. And I think he has more weapon. Both defenses are very good, and I think we're going to see it. It's going to be a close game. Uh, Carolina will win this game. Well, it's a two and a half point spot as it stands right now. Uh, totals 41 and a half. All right, let's move on to Chicago. Bears are at home. Uh, getting a full touchdown and extra points, seven points from San Francisco. Uh, totals 41 and a half. So again, first week, you usually don't get a lot of big scores. You've got two second-year quarterbacks, you know, their own versions of maybe some dysfunction. As far as Lance is concerned, it's the, the lack of snaps and now adding the guy that they said they were getting rid of at the beginning of training camp, Jimmy Jesus back up again for the the Niners. It's a great insurance policy. I don't know how good it's going to be for Trey Lance and everything is going to revolve around him, right? I mean, they've got a, a tremendous defense. They've got weapons on offense, a, a supreme offensive line. Everything is there for him to be successful, but to go on the road as a seven point favorite first game, that's going to be a, a tough deal, as bad as Chicago may be. And then on the other side, with Fields, uh, they're getting like the negative hype. It's like the opposite of the, the positive hype that, that Buffalo's getting. Like Chicago, oh, this is going to be an all-time bad team and everything else. I don't think they're going to be quite that bad. But again, Fields doesn't have a lot of weapons. Uh, you know, They're going to rely on Montgomery. They're going to rely on Fields to make a lot of plays with his legs, right? Darnell Mooney, who's going to step up as a second receiver? You know, it, it's it's going to be a difficult thing throughout the year. Maybe Cole Komet becomes that second guy as a tight end. But this is a tough game, and I I would not want to bet this game because I'd, I'd have to go with San Francisco, but I hate laying points on the road, especially the first game. So tough one here. I think San Francisco wins, but I'm not betting it. I feel bad for Justin Fields because he's going to be running for his life in this game and, and during the season in general. I don't think his offensive line is is good enough. I don't think his team is good enough. When the Bears are going to be going into the 2023 NFL draft, I think there are going to be a lot of questions. Do they still believe in Justin Fields as their quarterback or do they want to start over because they have a new GM and and a new head coach? So I think it's going to be important. It's going to be a lot of growing pains for Justin Fields. Hopefully he's going to be able to tough it out and mainly stay healthy on the field because it's going to be a struggle in this game with Nick Bosa is going to be chasing him all over the field. You know, there's one interesting stat. Like you say that the 49ers are going on the road. They've, they've got a, a huge spread, but the 49ers play really well under Shanahan on the road. They have like a very good record. And that really surprised me when I looked it up. I mean, the 49ers will just control the game. They, they will run the football. They'll keep Lance out of those tough situations. He has a deep supporting cast. I mean, you're absolutely right about that. Again, for the life of me, I don't see how the Bears defense will be able to contain this offense. And it's not even about containing Trey Lance. It's containing that run game, Debo. 
you know, those wide receivers on the outside, George Kittle, just too many weapons. I think it's a blowout, uh, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Niners in this game. All right, running theme here of uh, quarterback storylines, and uh, I guess the drum beat goes on because we've got Jacksonville going to Washington. It's been well documented, the complete dysfunction that was Jacksonville last year. I don't know that you can hold any of those players accountable for the issues with that team. I think you're going to see a completely different team, even with the players that were there last year, just because of the having an adult in the room, having Doug Peter. Peterson is the coach, a former quarterback in the league, former offensive coach in the league, Super Bowl winning coach in the league. And oh, by the way, he happened to either bench the quarterback on the other side at a certain point, uh, won the Super Bowl with that guy's backup. So a couple different storylines happening here. But I think the Jaguars are going to just be a, a hugely improved team. And I think I, that was one of my teams for most improved uh, last week that I picked, along with Minnesota. And then on the Washington side, yeah, Carson Wentz. Again, are they set up for success? I mean, Washington is a defensive team team they didn't really live up to it last year so hopefully a lot of those guys kind of bounce back and and play a little bit better they're a little bit healthier and uh, let's see what happens with Antonio Gibson back at the helm Uh, Brian Robinson obviously got shot last week which is just amazing that uh, he didn't get injured more than he did and he may be back sometime this season so as far as this week is concerned, the Commanders, again, a very small spot. They're at home, 2.5 and 44. I like Jacksonville a lot. I think they're just going to play well here, and I think maybe you get a little bit of an upset. Why do you have so much faith in Jacksonville? I mean, it's still a lot of the same players from last year. Do you think that— Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, they did break—I mean, they had a—I thought they had a pretty good draft. I think Trayvon Walker is going to play well, opposite of Josh Allen. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I think Travis Etienne is going to make a huge difference. I think Christian Kirk is going to make a huge difference. And I think the difference you see in Trevor Lawrence last year to this year is going to be 180, night and day, not just a mental perspective, but physically as well. There's one thing I do know. Everybody is focusing on Trevor Lawrence, and rightfully so. Obviously, we all want to see improvement in year two in a competent, more well-schemed offensive system. The one thing that I do know is Peterson loves to run the football. He always did that with the Eagles. And he has a one-two punch here with Robinson and ETN. So he's going to be able to get creative. One is... You know, brings the power. The other one brings the the shiftiness and the ability to make people miss and to catch the football out of the backfield. So in this game, I have more faith in Lawrence and ETN than I do in Wentz and Antonio Gibson. So and Washington won't have Chase Young, and I think it will affect their defense and their ability to get to Trevor Lawrence because the Jacksonville's offensive line is a little bit more improved. I think they're better this year. And I think Jacksonville walks away with the win on the road. All right, very good. Uh, Next one, another intriguing matchup, a divisional game. Uh, New England travels to Miami. And uh, from what I was reading, uh, Belichick brought the team down there on Tuesday to kind of acclimate to the weather, get used to the heat and humidity. You know, it's been a little cooler up up this way. So uh, that was an interesting move on his part. But just the all the hype and intrigue behind the Dolphins, new offense, new coaching staff, 
Tyree Kill comes in. Everybody is talking up Tua. Is he going to be able to live up to everything that's being hyped on his on his shoulders? Which I would think they would try to downplay that, let the kid kind of breathe. But now they've just set him up on this pedestal. He better come through. And he has done well against the Patriots, where typically the Patriots or Belichick has feasted on younger quarterbacks, but Tua's had a pretty decent record against them. Uh, New England, notoriously, does not play well in Miami. But again, this is early in the season. You Typically, this is later in the season, so you can see that just a huge difference in the weather where it's not as different basically summer to summer. So I don't know if that's really going to play into it. But you got the Dolphins as a three and a half point spread. Hard to go against Belichick. First game. Miami, I think, is just going to be jacked. I don't know if McDaniel is going to really try to show everybody that, that two is the guy and he can air it out. I hope he doesn't do that for their sake because I think it will it, it'll end badly. But if I'm picking just a winner of the game, I don't think I'd give the three and a half. I'll take Miami to win the game straight up. But again, it's not one of my picks. I'm also taking the home dog here uh, just because it's at home. I think the Dolphins will win. Well, they're, fa- they're favored. You have to do this because I look at what the Dolphins added during the offseason, Tyreek Hill, Teron Armstead, Connor Williams, Chase Edmonds, Cedric Wilson, they tried to improve that offensive line and get more weapons for Tua. The Patriots have lost Josh McDaniels, J.C. Jackson, Dante Hightower. It is a lot for the Patriots to overcome in this opening game. Plus, who's calling the, the offense? I mean, is Belichick going to take the headset in the second half? Is he going to call the game? For Mac Jones and the offensive scheme, they looked like a mess in the preseason. I can't imagine that it will be this easy to just turn on the switch and Mac is going to look like his old self. Also an interesting nugget, two former quarterbacks from Alabama face off in this game. Tua versus Mac. So I get that in there. The guys who uh, you know were able to win the championship there. I'm taking Miami in this game. Yeah, a lot of very interesting storylines going into that one. And that uh, in the 1 o'clock window, there's nine games. So that's it's going to be tough to kind of pick and choose which one you're going to watch. But that's certainly going to have a lot of intrigue and a lot of eyeballs. Uh, next one, another divisional matchup. The Steelers go to the Bengals. The Bengals seem... They were in the Super Bowl last year, okay? Now, at this time of the year, no one thought any, you know, nobody was thinking the Bengals are going to make a run to the Super Bowl this year. And now all of a sudden, it's like that works against them. Like, oh, they can't do that again. Well, maybe not, but they're still going to be damn good. And and their one weakness that they had looks like has been shored up as far as the offensive line. You've got four new starters. Now, does it mesh right away? We'll see. And Burrow coming off the appendectomy, hasn't been on the field much. Okay, whatever. It's still Joe Burrow. The Steelers... Trubisky's named the starter, and that wasn't a huge surprise. You know, veteran, uh, going veteran to rookie is much easier than all of a sudden if you put the rookie at there, it's going to be very difficult to pull him at any point during the season. So uh, let's see how that works out as far as Trubisky, because again, this is kind of his second chance to kind of show everybody that he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Probably not going to be with the Steelers long term, but this is kind of his audition to kind of right the ship. Quarterback storylines here. This is one of the games I'm picking, so I'm not going to say anything more about it right now. AFC North 
matchup right off the bat. So the Steelers always owned the Bengals. Hello? But last year, the Bengals beat the Steelers both times. So now we can say Cincinnati is kind of taking that baton uh, from them. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I just think the Bengals will have a Super Bowl hangover. I think they are a little bit overconfident. I think it will take time for that offensive line to gel. I think the Steelers' pass defense, it's a strength for this team. They also have the ability to get after the quarterback. They'll get creative with those blitz packages. And I think T.J. Watt is going to be the difference here. Najee Harris running the football. And I think Mitch Trubisky comes out victorious here over Joe Burrow. All right, another interesting quarterback battle coming up. The Ravens traveled to New Jersey to play the Jets. They're a seven-point favorite. Uh, totals at 45. Going up against Joe Flacco. Last Super Bowl winning quarterback for said Baltimore Ravens and the guy that Lamar Jackson happened to replace. And they kind of kicked to the curb. Uh, now Joe's career has kind of gone downhill from there. But here he is because of the injury to Zach Wilson. He's going to be starting this game. But the biggest story, and I think it probably still the biggest story, you know, hovering around the NFL right now is the fact that the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are on the clock, so to speak, with this new contract. And I got to believe the sticking point is the totally guaranteed contract that I'm sure Lamar is asking for, but the Ravens are more than likely pushing back on that. Is that going to impact what happens on the field? Lamar's kind of He's wired a little bit differently. I don't think it is. I mean, he just seems to, hey, I'm betting on myself here. If I have to you know, play out the year under this contract and I get franchised next year or whatever, I'm betting on myself. So I don't think it does affect him. I think the Ravens are going to be so much healthier. Now, again, they still are having some issues with their running backs. They bring in Kenyon Drake. So he's going to get some, some run, I would think. I really like the Ravens team this year, so I can't see them losing to the Jets. Again, it's a seven-point spot. It's not one of my games, but I'm going to go with the Ravens in this game. I just can't see how the Jets are going to win this game. I mean, only if Brees Hall goes crazy and runs for like 150-plus yards against the Ravens, which I don't think is going to happen, considering that the Ravens are healthier this year. They have the best secondary in football, as far as I'm concerned. You know, in this game, Joe Flacco is, is going to be a statue in there. Zach Wilson is going to be out for the first four games. The Jets will struggle stopping the run. I mean, you mentioned that the Ravens, you don't know who's going to be back there, that you know they signed Kenyon Drake and who's going to be running with the football. But they always have used the committee. Uh, they've always used a few running backs back there. But the one thing that I can say is Lamar Jackson will run for like 100-plus rushing yards in this game against the Jets, and, and the Ravens will come out with the victory. All right, another divisional battle, NFC South. The Saints go to Atlanta, where, again, uh, notoriously, they've, they've had their issues. Or These two teams tend to play close games, especially in Atlanta. Saints are five-and-a-half-point favorites. You've got uh, Jameis Winston versus Marcus Mariota. The year they both came out, they were the number one and number two picks and have kind of fallen you know, on hard times since. Jameis has had an interesting 
uh, career, if you would. I mean, his last year in Tampa, 30 touchdowns with 30 interceptions. Hasn't been healthy enough or really had the opportunity to play much with the Saints. But last year when he did, he did a pretty credible job. Hopefully another year in that system, the rehab, everything, he's seen all systems go. But Mariota, kind of a cameo role in, in, in Las Vegas, didn't get a lot. He, he ran the ball more than anything else. So I don't know what we're going to get here from these two quarterbacks. Uh, Jameis I would be a little bit more confident with. Uh, but again, laying five and a half on the road first week, that, that's kind of dicey for me. I think the Saints are a very good team. I picked them to win that division. Uh, I wouldn't bet this game. I think the Saints win, but uh, again, not going to be one of my picks. I know you picked the Saints to win that division, but I'm not high on New Orleans at all. I'm not a big fan of Dennis Allen as a head coach, and I'm not a big fan of this team. And I actually think that the Falcons match up quite well because I think the strength for the Saints is Michael Thomas and Chris Olave on the outside or in the slot. But the Falcons' defensive strength lies in the cornerback position. A.J. Terrell, Casey Hayward, I think they match up well with those guys. I think this is my upset of the week, all right? Just because Atlanta is at home and... I think Atlanta is going to come out and they're going to win this game. I just, I'm not saying I'm like the biggest Marcus Mariota fan, but how are you going to stop like Drake London? How are you going to stop Kyle Pitts? I think those are going to be huge matchup problems for the Saints, especially in the red zone. I'm not as high on their defense. I think Jameis is going to throw a couple of picks on the road. So I'm taking the Falcons here. All right. Wouldn't surprise me if they if they won the game again. Home in the division that that's a tough game. All right. So we'll move to the afternoon games, if you would. The four o'clocks. Uh, we'll go right to the desert, uh, home of the Super Bowl coming up in February at State Farm Stadium uh, in uh, Glendale, Arizona, where the Chiefs travel there. Uh, so again, very in- intriguing matchup. You've got. Uh, Patrick's former coach at Texas Tech, Cliff Kingsbury on one side against Kyler Murray, the whole thing with the the, the, the contract issues and now the, the, the Chiefs being a little underrated and being under the radar, which I really like. And I'm, I'm sure Patrick's kind of, you know, gr- keeping his receipts with all, with all the uh, quote unquote slights he's getting, uh, which, again, I just find comical that, uh, you know, you're going to slight this guy with the resume he has. Uh, but again, you know, you're on the road, which the Chiefs have done an incredible job since Andy Reid's been there of, of, of playing on the road. Uh, no problem with that. Uh, they've won like, I don't know, seven straight home or not home openers, but just op- week one wins. They've been incredible in September. Everything's pointing towards them. But the interesting thing about this one is I think when it opened up, it was like a two and a half point uh spread with the chiefs being favored it bumped up to three and a half at a certain point and then in the last few days it has run all the way up to like six six and a half in some places 
I'm not sure where this is coming from or who's betting all this money on the Chiefs. It's just really pushing the lineup. So that's one thing that just really scares me when you see that, you know, all that action because you typically go against the public because if the line's being moved up, it just doesn't seem like it's a real thing. It's being inflated from a betting perspective. But I still, I'm going with my heart here because, again, everything that I've seen in the past in the in the preseason, everything else, I just feel good about the Chiefs winning this game. A lot of the points that uh, was going to mention uh, for this preview, you already touched on. I mean, the Chiefs are a great road team with Mahomes under Andy Reid, and that's a fact. And I think they're motivated this year. They fell short, and they, they still have a very good team. Again, I can't see how that front seven for the Cardinals will be able to control the game against the Chiefs' offensive line. And I'm not sure the Cardinals will be able to slow down Kelsey. I think that's going to be the difference. Everybody wants to make a big deal that Tyreek Hill is no longer there, but still have some weapons. And I think they will rely on the running game a little bit more. I think the Chiefs will win this game on the road. Okay, now here you got an interconference game here. The Giants travel to Tennessee. And is like the number one seed from last year more, I don't want to say disrespected, but discounted more than the Tennessee Titans are, where like and, and we included don't you know don't think they're gonna win that division or I don't know if I even had them in the playoffs. So uh, anyway, they're a five and a half point favorite against the Giants, which you don't know what you're gonna get here. Uh, you gotta see you just got to go with Tennessee. I, I couldn't see putting any money on the Giants. They're a five and a half point uh, dog, as I mentioned. Uh, over under is 43 and a half. Uh, what are we going to get from Daniel Jones? What are we going to get from Saquon Barkley? I mean, Barkley, it's more of a health thing. Uh, with Daniel Jones, I think it's just between the ears. Hopefully, Brian Dable, Mike Kafka will be calling the plays, which is a big deal. He's a former quarterback coach in, in Kansas City. He hadn't had an opportunity. He probably would have been the offensive coordinator if the enemy would have moved along. But uh, I don't think he's ever called plays at any level. Uh, so, But, I mean, he's a, he's a superstar. He's going to be a head coach at some point. I don't I, I don't uh, have any doubts about that. So a little little bit of flux there with the Giants. I'm not sure what you get. Uh, so I'm going to go with Tennessee. I don't know about laying the five and a half. It's not one of my game picks as we do as we will later in the show. But uh, I would tend to go with Tennessee here. Mike Kafka, the former Northwestern Wildcat quarterback. All right. Um, I struggled with this game probably more than any other game. Uh, with our picks obviously I'm not taking the spread I'm just picking the winner straight up I think the Titans will get it done at home just because you know that experience with Vrabel and and Derrick Henry but again I'm not crazy about Tennessee this season uh, but uh, you know I look at the Giants they just have too many holes they have question marks at offensive line a wide receiver a quarterback I'm not sure what to think of their defense at this point because I haven't seen them. Barkley is the headliner if he stays healthy, and I know that they'll feature him. But I think the, the Titans will grind this win out at home. 
Moving on, another divisional game. I mean, there's a lot of them uh, to start out. And I guess, you know, there's only 32 teams, so you're going to have a few. But anyway, some some monster ones where the Packers go to Minnesota. And, you know, Minnesota seem to be the darlings of the, the offseason here. Kevin O'Connell comes in as the coach. You've got all those weapons between Thielen and Jefferson, uh, Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith, we'll see. I mean, I think, you know, hopefully he's healthy for more than a few weeks this year. A lot of weapons there. Zadarius Smith comes to Minnesota, uh, and and he's going to add to that pass rush for the Vikings. So I guess I have to put my money where my mouth is. But again, I'm saving this for the pick section, but I guess you can tell where I'm going. But the Packers, who's who are going to be those receivers? That's been the big question since before the draft. Right. Is Christian Watson going to be the guy? Romeo Dubs had a uh, from what we've heard and what we've seen a little bit of some big plays during the offseason. Is Sammy Watkins, does he have anything left? Is he going to be able to stay healthy? Does Randall Cobb have anything left? But I think what's going to happen is you're going to see a lot more receptions being spread to Jones and Dylan. But with Robert Tunyon being back and healthy when he was I th- what was it, la- not last season, but the season before, Rodgers found like a great, great chemistry with him. So if he is healthy, I think you're going to see him really have a big year. So we'll s- give give those younger guys some time to come along. But in the meantime, I think you'll see a lot more with the backs, a lot more with the tight end, and hopefully one of those receivers steps up because I think Lazard might be out for the game. I'm not as high on the Vikings as you are. And no, you are I made not. that point in the last preview show. I think the Packers' defense will rise to the occasion. They've got Kenny Clark. Rashawn Gary came on last year. He's turning out to be a very good pick and a star. They have a good secondary. I think they'll rise to the occasion. And Aaron Rodgers will not have to make those wacky plays in the fourth quarter and find those receivers whoever it is sammy watkins romeo dobbs or or somebody else but he'll make a star out of somebody so i think the packers will win this game uh, against the vikings all right another interdivisional game the raiders at the chargers another game at sofi this weekend uh chargers are three and a half point favorites the over under is 52 um Again, some some changes with these teams, much larger changes at the Raiders. I mean, completely uh, rebuilt front office, completely rebuilt coaching staff. Uh, they bring in Devonte Adams. Okay, <laughs> hello. Okay, that that works for us. Uh, Chandler Jones comes in. So you've got a lot of moving parts here, but still. This is a team that went to the playoffs, even with all that dysfunction, and came within, what, five yards of the goal line of you know, putting the Bengals in a pretty bad spot, maybe even going into overtime or winning the game, potentially. So, uh, But the Chargers have added a bunch on defense. Their offense, obviously, is really explosive. Uh, I was telling everybody that would listen you know josh palmer might be a dude that explodes here uh, in fantasy and i was able to grab him up on both my teams so i'm happy about that uh this will be a game in my pick segment and uh yeah i think it's just it, this is going to be must see tv 
Besides, I mean, the Bills versus the Rams, this is probably the, the second biggest game that I'm excited about. And there are a lot of good games, but I'm excited for this one just because there are a lot of stars. AFC on. West, maybe. AFC and West. This is going to be huge opening week. This is my lock of the week, so I'm going to choose to abstain for now. We'll come <laughs> back to it in a few moments, and I'll, I'll Boy, we're such Boy, we're such teasers. Uh <laughs> so hang with us folks stay tuned because a lot of good stuff coming up uh the sunday night game all right we've got uh brady going to jerry's world tampa bay and dallas uh they kicked off the season last year and it was a great game uh this time tampa bay goes to dallas and uh, some changes obviously for for both quarterbacks with with Brady all the noise that's been around him all the rumors uh, family stuff on top of that i mean as far as on the field you've got the entire middle of his offensive line is either gone or injured so that's a, a pretty big deal i would think chris godwin still not sure if he's if he's going to play or not but you still you know mike evans so you've got some talent there at wide receiver uh Lenny, I don't know where I stand on Lenny. A lot of people were high on him in fantasy, and I just wasn't seeing it. I was thinking more Rashad White would be a little bit of a sleeper as far as that goes. But uh, the Cowboys, I, I think the defense is going to be good. I don't know if they're going to be able to turn get 34 turnovers they, the way they did last year. So maybe even if they're better, maybe they'd step back a little bit because, again, that's not... You don't see too many teams going back-to-back with that many turnovers forced. Uh, but Micah Parsons, obviously, he's my defensive player of the year coming for this year. Uh, Dak, there's going to be a lot on his shoulders here. You know, Again, they've got some issues on the offensive line. No Tyron Smith. They bring in Jason Peters. He's 40 years old. Uh, better than any option they had, but how good is that going to be? So a lot of question marks here. Tampa Bay's a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Again, I wouldn't lay the points here just because of the question marks. Uh, I w- again, just because I'm picking the game and I have to, I'll take Dallas at home. I'm going to take Dallas at home as well. Uh, I just I'm worried about the Bucks interior offensive line and I think the defense needs to step up against the Cowboys. They need to be better than what they were last year. I think they'll be fine, but they just need to prove it against Dallas. Overall, the Bucks have a loaded team and you know that Brady doesn't make too many mistakes. He'll get the ball out quickly against this opportunistic, you know, defense that's trying to sack him and get turnovers and stuff like that but I do think that Dallas's defense is going to make that last stand at the end and and Dak will will make a little more will make a few more plays than Brady as crazy as that sounds so I'm taking Dallas on this game all right so finally we got Monday night uh, and again just uh, the schedule makers they're they're, they're kind of crafty here Denver goes to Seattle and Russ Versus his old team, versus his old coach. Uh, stories now breaking. Again, I mean, no surprise that there was a, a rift between Russ and uh, and Pete. And they, a little bit more detail. They didn't read the story completely because, it, quite frankly, it doesn't even matter anymore. He's in a new place. The Seahawks have a completely different direction as far as what, what they're going to be doing with their team. I mean, are they in tank mode? I mean, I don't think you're going to... Pete would ever admit to that. So if you go into the season and you've got G 
Geno Smith and Drew Locke battling it out to see who is your starting quarterback, you're, I think you're saying that uh, you're looking at guys like C.J. Stroud or uh, any number of the, the college quarterbacks that are going to be drafted at the top of the list next year. So, uh, again, a lot of intrigue here. But, again, it's not like you know this is going to be a cakewalk for Denver. It's the first game with a lot of new moving pieces. Uh, brand new quarterback, brand new system, first time head coach, calling plays, uh, you know, and then the emotion of it. You know, is Russ typically is a guy that you know keeps the emotions pretty even keel, but he's never been in a situation like this before. I mean, the fans are probably going to give him a pretty warm welcome. Does he tend to get a little emotional because of that? Who knows? But you know. It, Seattle good enough to take advantage? I don't think so. So I, I think Denver's going to win this game. Uh, they're six and a half point favorite on the road as it stands right now. Um, I would probably have to give the points too. On top of it, this isn't you know one of my pick segment picks, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the the AFC West team. Go with Russ against his old team, and uh, I think he's going to try to show everybody that hey. You know, it's I wasn't the problem. So let's let's all just watch this and call it what it is. Wilson is going to stick it to his old team. He's going to stick it to Pete. I think Russell Wilson is going to be one of the favorites for the MVP award, especially in the first half of the season, because he always flirts with it like in the beginning. And then in the second half, you know, his game kind of goes down. I'm excited for Denver. They have weapons on offense. I think Javante Williams is going to be huge for them this year. I think their defense is good. They're a complete team. They they were a quarterback away, and they got him. And in this tough division, I think the Broncos are going to compete. The Seahawks, they're a mess. I mean, their defense isn't good enough. They're rebuilding. Don't tell that to Pete Carroll. But overall, I mean, this is like a team that's going to be drafting in the top three. So... Yeah, I'm I'm going with the Broncos, and I'm taking the points as well. Even if it goes to minus seven, I think Denver is going to run away with this game by like you know at least fourteen points. All right, very good. Well, I'm kind of maybe being a uh, ESPN honk trying to get more people to watch the game because it does look like a blowout. But the Manning cast will be something to watch during that game. We'll see what guests they have, and they are they're, they're certainly entertaining those two guys. All right, so picks of the week: uh, Bengals minus six and a half. I'm I'm going with this. Uh, I think Cincinnati's. I don't, I don't see them as a sleeping giant, but as far as the disregard for them this offseason, I think they're going to be better than last year. So I'm going with the Bengals in this game. Uh, I'm going to take, again, putting my money where my mouth is, is with Minnesota Vikings. They're getting two at home. This is a game you would think if they're going to split with the Packers, this is the one they're going to get. So I'm going to go with Minnesota in that one. Uh, the big one in the AFC West, the Chargers at home, given three and a half to the Raiders. This is hard for me to do either way, but I'm going to go with the Chargers minus a three and a half. And then my ugly game of the week. And I, I, I get, I'm getting ready to catch the, the shrapnel here from Alex. I'm going to take the Houston Texans plus seven at home to cover the spread against the Colts. And that's the four games for the week. What do you think? Wow. That last one. I mean, everything else I was on board with you. I was 
I was on board with everything you said during that pick segment, but that last game just that was a real curveball, Lou. And did you Ugly strike game of the week? Did you strike yes. someone out with that curveball or was it a home run? We'll see. I hope I <laughs> I hope it's a it's a big whiff for the batter and a big strikeout for me, but uh yeah, I I just again, I first week of the season Brand new quarterback, you know, so again, not everything is going to be quite buttoned up. And again, it's a division game and you're favored by a touchdown. And and Houston did come up big in some games last year. So I think the talent is there. They just kind of have to get everything together and maybe Davis Mills makes a few plays and keeps it close. All right. My lock of the week is I'm taking the Chargers over the Raiders at home, minus three and a half, like Lou already said. I'm just excited for this game. You know, Derek Carr throwing to Devontae Adams. He's got a lot of weapons on the offensive side for the Raiders. And Josh McDaniels is like, you know, salivating. He's like, he's excited with all the weapons that he has there that he was missing with the Patriots, you know, for what? And you know, I would think for the last 10 years. So, but I'm picking the Chargers just because they were kept out of the playoffs last year, by the way, by the Raiders. So, there's some animosity there, considering that they play in the same division. Herbert, Chargers have an immense amount of weapons on offense. Their defense is just superior with Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James. I think they're going to rise to the occasion. And yeah, I'm taking the Chargers in this game, and I think they cover by like 10 or 13 points. All right. Very good. Well, this was a little bit of an experiment for us. Uh, we'll see how things go. Maybe you guys, if you want to you know, hit us up with a comment at uh, NFLDraftBlitz.com, let us know what's going on. Or uh, you know, hit us, on, hit us on Twitter at NFL Draft Blitz with some comments about what you think of this show. Uh, moving forward, we'll probably focus on a few games during the course of, of the season each, uh, you know, each show. Uh, and then, you know, the storylines will start to build as we go. But I thought it might be a good idea to, hey, we'll hit on each team. This way we give everybody a little bit of love, a little bit of respect going into the season. And then when the games start and stuff really starts to, to shape, then we'll kind of start, you know, putting our focus in, in, in other directions. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Alex, what would you think? That was an interesting experiment, an interesting show just in general, because we've never done uh, this segment where we picked all the games. But, hey, I would be uh, willing to uh, do this experiment again during the season sometime. All right, Alex, that's going to be our show for this week. Uh, That was number 103. Wow, I'm just looking at it right now. Number 103 of Pros Like Us. Imagine that. Hey, gang, go ahead and hit subscribe. Don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. Uh, We'll hit you with more good picks, uh, talk a little bit more fantasy. And like I said, we'll focus in on some of the key matchups as the season uh, picks up. So for Alex, I'm Lou on the way out. Peace.